and that by the time we are done, we will be transformed into the word that we are hearing. It is in Jesus' name we pray, and the church said, amen. amen. I've been really excited about, about um, this part of our, our study into the word of the Lord to us this year. We are in faith for grace for the new. Someone say, this is my year, this is my year. of grace for the new. And we're, we're continuing to unpack that. I hope that it is making more sense to you as we are going along. Um, uh, but, but I just, even before I, before I go into what I want to say this morning, I want to encourage you not to despise these times of preaching. Do not despise these times of preaching. Even as a preacher, I'm finding a, uh, I, I am, um, I am, I'm, I'm finding a new respect for preaching the word for the necessity. God did not institute this ministry of the preaching of the word just to give some of us something to do. He, 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 Jeremiah says that he sets a fire in my bones. I try to shut up, but the word of the Lord is like fire in my bones. Just think about that for a second. Uh, and I identify with that, that because there are, there are times when, as a preacher, you, you want to give up. You just want to quit. You just, can't, you just don't feel like preaching anything. But the word of the Lord it moves you and makes you, and that is for a reason. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 talks about this. It says that God uses the foolishness of preaching um, to save those who believe. Any believers in the house? 1 Corinthians 1, 21. It says he uses the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. That word save means he uses the foolishness of preaching to keep safe, to keep safe and sound to rescue from danger, to rescue from destruction, to save a suffering one from perishing. That's what that word save means. He uses that to, to, to make well, to heal, to restore to health, to preserve one who is in danger or of destruction, to rescue. Can you imagine that? God in his wisdom, he, whilst the world despises preaching and things that is just stuff that we do, please can I advise you, do not minimize the power of hearing the word of God um, uh, preach to you or declare. To preach is to declare the word of God over you. Because through the foolishness of preaching, God saves those who believe. Let me show you. I, I, can, I can show you data. Uh, in all the years that I've been pastoring, show me a person who consistently sits under the word. I'll show you a person, not a person who doesn't go through stuff, but a person who goes through stuff with a smile on their face. Because the word of God keeps you. The word of God rescues you. I'm just looking across this room. I'm seeing people who have been rescued from things. They were standing at the door and serving you. And, and you didn't even know what they were dealing with. Because as they were sitting under the word, God used the foolishness of preaching. While some are waiting for a rich uncle to die, God used the foolishness of preaching to resolve that situation. While some are waiting for a knight in shining armor to show up, God used the foolishness of preaching to change situations. Any believers in the house, I congratulate you this morning because God is changing. Come on, celebrate the fact that you can hear the word. Through the foolishness of preaching, he uses to keep safe from danger, to make well, to heal. And so this is why our commitment is to preach the word. And I encourage you to make a commitment to believing the word when it is preached. And guess what God's commitment is? To save those who believe. 
Someone say, I am a believer. Therefore, I am a candidate for saving. Isaiah 42. It struck me afresh this week, so I thought I'd share that with you. Isaiah 42 verse 9 says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Who's declaring? This is God declaring this here. He says, And new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Notice, number one, the former things have come to pass. Make, it a, make a decision that there are some things that have come to pass. This is a decision I have made for, for, for you in my prayer, when I'm, particularly for those who are believing God for long-standing issues. Like I mentioned, my conviction before God is that that, that has come to pass. That there is a turnaround because the former things have come to pass. The thing that seems impossible, that has lasted 10, 15, 17 years, no more. It has come to pass. The former things have come to pass. Don't expect for that to continue. It has come to pass. Amen. Those rejection that, are, that rejection that has impacted you so negatively for so long, the former things have come any believers in the house today, make a decision. There are some things, okay, I draw a line. This has come to pass. Amen? Even when you can see it, my declaration is it has come to pass. Amen? So there are some things that we're not going to be responding to in the same, same way anymore because the former things have come to pass. Make a decision. Is this former or am I going to bring it into my future? It has come to pass. Even if, it, even if you can't see change in the physical, agree with the word. Amen? Agree with the word. See it. Look at what he said. He says, before it, before, before, um, before it happens, I tell you of them. Which means before you see it come to pass, believe it. Does that make sense? He tells you of the thing, the new thing that is coming before it happens because he needs you to believe it before it happens. Anyone will, amen? amen? Someone say, I am a believer. I'm not a doubter. Amen? So the former things have come to pass, and guess what? God is declaring new things. Okay? He is declaring new things. So here is the reason why it took time to say, no, make a decision that certain things have come to pass, because it's, a, it's now a matter of focus. Faith is a, is a work of focus. The work of believing is a work of choosing your focus. Because in the same space where it appears that the old thing seems present, there is also something else happening. The Lord your God is declaring a new thing. So you can be standing in the midst of sickness, but God is declaring healing over you. So what we have got to do is, I see the sickness, I'm not denying the sickness, but my focus is not the sickness. Because in the midst of the sickness, the Lord is declaring a new thing over me. Amen? He says a new thing he is declaring over you. What is your focus? You might have realities and situations and circumstances around you that you can see, but behold, everyone say behold. In other words, look, God is calling our attention. I know you are in captivity right now. That's what you can see. Look. Amen? Because in this same space, if I'm doing a dance and you're looking at your phone, you can hear me and think that you're hearing me, but I can call your attention. Hey, look. 
And then you look up and suddenly there is a new thing that is happening. It's all a matter of focus. What are you looking at? So he says, behold, I am making all things new. Isaiah 43 talks about that. He says, behold, look, I am declaring a new thing over you. Look at Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. I want to show you this. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. It says, the Lord God is in your midst. Hallelujah. The Lord God is in your midst. It's not just trouble that is in, I'm going to preach today, by the way. It's not just trouble that is in your midst. The Lord God is in your midst. It's not just death that is in your midst. The Lord God is in your midst. It's not just fear that is in your midst. The Lord God is in your midst. It's not just the coronavirus that is in your midst. The Lord God is in your midst. Amen. No, it's not just a crazy teenager in your midst. The Lord God is in your midst. Teenagers, let me help you. It's not just your crazy parents that is... The Lord God is in your midst. Amen. A warrior who saves, the Amplified says. He says, he will rejoice over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love, making no mention of your past sin. The Amplified, I'm reading from the Amplified. He says, he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. This is the thing that is happening right now. Whilst you're dealing with what you're dealing with, whilst you're reading that letter, you're dealing with that situation at work, God is also in your midst. One translation says, he is singing over you. I came to ask you to retune your radio. I came to ask you to retune your attention, to, to find you, to, to change your focus, to tune out of those limiting beliefs. Tune out of the voice of your teacher who is saying you wouldn't amount to much. Tune out of the voice of your mother who consistently made comments about how you look and your weight. And, and tune out of all of those things. Tune out of the voice of your circumstance. The Lord is declaring. Amen. He is speaking. Do you know that there are radio waves in here? BBC is broadcasting right now. In here right now whilst you are hearing me. In the same space. Look at that. In the same space, the Lord is speaking. In the same space, you know in heaven, there is no time and space. It, it, it's not a limitation. In time and space are created things. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, time. God created the heavens. He created all of the, their functions of the earth. So in heaven, there is no space. That is why even before you say a word, God knows your thoughts from afar. In the natural, in order to, to hear me, you, I need to speak. I need to release sound waves and then travel through the waves for, the, for it to get to you. But in heaven... In the nature of your God, he doesn't need to, you to release sound waves for him to hear you. He knows you. He knows where you are. Are you with me so far? And so what I'm trying to say is in this place, there is a warrior who saves. That made me happy right there. What, what, that be fine. He says the Lord is in your midst. Not just a kind of Buddha that doesn't know how to move. Not, not, not a dead uh, um, prophet whose tomb we know where it is. 
We are talking about a warrior who saves present, presently. He saves. Glory be to God. And he is a man of war. He is a warrior. What is it that you are dealing with? The God in your midst is a warrior. This Goliath is an uncircumcised Philistine before this your God. He is able to save completely. Come on, I would have given God praise there. Hallelujah. The God in my midst saved. This is why I know that it is well with you. This is why it is well with the righteous. Because the Lord dwells with the righteous. And he is a warrior who saves. That is why when the righteous fall, they always get up. Because God is with them. And he picks them up every time. Because he is a warrior. He's a warrior. He is a man of war. Glory be to God. David put it this way. He teaches my hands to war. Hallelujah. He is a man of war. And he's singing over you. So, so I wonder what you need to tune out of in order to tune into the Lord singing over you. I wonder what you need to stop imagining in order to start imag imagining the Lord doing it for you. You know, because you're using your imagination. You're using, you know, you're praying for some, whatever you're praying for, please engage your imaginations. What we do sometimes is we pray, Lord, please give me a job. But you engage your imagination to not getting a job. That's all you can see. And so that's why your prayers are, are motivated by fear, not faith. Amen? No, no, engage your imagination. Our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. I, I am asking and imagining. Amen. I am asking and imagining. That's, that's my work. That's the, that's the work I'm doing. I'm asking and I'm imagining. Lord, I'm asking that you turn this nation around. But I'm imagining, glory be to God, a nation completely turned around. Tell neighbor, neighbor, ask and imagine. Can you tune out from what you are dealing with? Can you, tune, or, uh, can you hear him declaring a new thing over you? He's declaring a new thing over you. He's declaring it before it springs up because he, he needs us to believe it before we see it. And so we've been looking at how this partnership with God is, looks like, what it looks like in the last few weeks, what it looks like to partner with God to bring about these new things. Because we know, and we, we went to Revelation, and we saw that in the book of Revelation, God is create, making all things new. And he's not going to do it then. He's starting now. With the things, the dreams, the visions, the ideas he's given you, the, the talents, everything. Please know you are more important. You are more important to the will of God than you know. Please, please, please don't live life for another holiday. Please don't live life for another promotion. Please don't live life to just get your, 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 your you know, to, to, to get the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams and that's it. Please don't live life. Your life is huge. Your life is so significant. It is so important to what God is doing in this time and he just needs us to wake up. Tell your neighbor, wake up. <laughs> Amen. And so we've been looking at this partnership because God is in partnership with us to bring about new things. 
So he is working with us to bring about new things. Now, I, I want to take time to talk about the, the, the equipment that he gives us to help to get these things done. Second Corinthians chapter 3, I'm just going to lay some foundation today, and then we'll pick it up even in more detail as we go along. Are you with me so far? Second Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 says, The spirit, not the latter, that we have such trust through Christ towards God, not that we are sufficient of ourselves, um, or, uh, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is of God. When we are in this partnership with God, we offer our bodies. We looked at this a couple of weeks in our uh, Bible studies, how it is the case that the will of God is that we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice a sacrifice that is alive, a sacrifice that is living. I'll leave that alone. But, but we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, as a temple for him to dwell in because he is in partnership with him. So we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, as a temple. We offer our minds to be renewed, to be changed. We offer the way we think, amen, this is how to live as a Christian, is to live saying, Lord, Change the way I think to match the way you think. Okay? That's what it means to live as a Christian. To live as a Christian is, the, is baby Christians who are looking for God to validate the way they think. Mature Christians renew their mind. Are always in the mindset, Lord, if there is any way of thinking that I have adopted that is at odds with the way you think, renew my mind. Change it for me because that's what we do with our mind. So, so here is what this partnership looks like with God. We offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. We say, God, I'm alive. I have things to do on a Sunday morning. I could be doing anything. I could be going all kinds of places. But this particular Sunday morning, I offer my body to you. I make a choice that in this physical body, you will, you will I present my hands. I present my voice. I present my singing. I present my strength to lift some speakers. I present my body to stand at the door. I present my mind to be transformed by your word. We offer ourselves as living sacrifices in this partnership with him. We offer our minds to be transformed by him. But look what he does. He, in this partnership, he supplies the sufficiency to bring about new things. Okay? He supplies, whilst we offer our bodies, to be as living sacrifices for him to dwell in, for him to live. You know, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for a home on the earth. He has chosen your body, amen, as a home. So we offer our bodies to him, amen. Are you with me so far? You, you get that? We offer our minds to be renewed. I want you to get it. We offer our minds to be renewed, to change our thoughts, to align with him. And so I'm wanting to, as he's saying, I'm declaring a new thing. A mind that is aligned with Christ, a mind that is aligned with him, agrees and says, yes, Lord, where is the new thing? Okay? I, I need to ask you a question because if you don't um, have an answer for this question, then what we're saying today and the next few weeks will not be helpful for you. What new thing are you looking to see? Okay? Let me tell you the truth. The word of the Lord to us this year is not airy-fairy. No, not, not, the word of the Lord to us is never airy-fairy. But you know what I mean. 
this year, um, you will, you, you, the, the will of God, I believe this, the will of God is that, is that you will know if new has been created or not. Does that make sense? Okay, you, you will either, you will experience the new or you haven't. It's not, it's not like, um, you know, you know the, <laughs> there, are some, there are some things that, that God says to us that um, afterwards we, we, we have to do spiritual calculation. You know what I mean? But spirit, to, to reach the conclusion, you know, sometimes when you've had a, a, a bad week and you can't see the goodness of God in your life, it takes work to make the spiritual calculations to say that God has been good to you. Anybody know what I mean? God doesn't want that. This year, the will of God is that widgets will come out of your life. Something new. You're going to create something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to create, this is, this is what God is saying. You're going to create something. It might be an atmosphere in your relationship. It might be a, a, a change in your finances. It might be a book. It might be um, something that you've always wanted to do. And we'll talk to you about, about uh, you know, how we're looking to practically make that happen this year or facilitate you making that happen. But I need you to think about what is the new thing that you're looking to see? Don't, don't be generic about this. What is the new thing that you're looking to experience? Are you looking for a new way to manage your money? Are you looking for a new way to talk to your spouse? Are you looking for a new way to, 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 to handle your wife? Are you looking for a new, are, are you with me so far? What is the new that you are speaking, that, that you see create, you see happening? Are you, are, you, are you building a new company? Are you building a new business? Are you stepping into a new career? Be specific. Tell your neighbor, be specific. Are you going, is this the year that you launch that dream? My faith is that this is that year. My faith is that this year for every single one of us who has, who have carried underlying dreams in our hearts that we've kind of been in and out with, that this year you will make a go at it. You will go for it. You will produce something in line with that dream because he is making, he is, he is declaring a new thing. So if God is declaring a new thing, what we ought to do is be in partnership with him for the creation of the new. Amen. This year, engage your creativity. Amen. Amen? This year is not a year for the expert. This year is a year for the apprentice, the God apprentice. Because the new thing we are going to see, he has never done before. Why haven't you written that book? Well, I don't know how to write a book. You're in good hands. This is the year to fail at writing a book. This is the year to have a business that flops. Amen. Because it's better to have a business that flops than to have a business idea in your mind that you're still praying about. Twelve years. Twelve years you've still been praying about this business. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're just going to go for it. If we perish, we perish. Amen. That must be your attitude this year. Just go all out. If we fall, we fall. Listen, I'm here. If you fall, I'll hug you. We'll say sorry. Pick you up again. That's how we're going to live. But, but I need you to know, I need us to engage that mind. Because where we're going, it's not going it's, it requires that kind of thinking. 
if you don't, if you are not specific, what is the Lord sufficient for? Because you will, this is how we, this is how we end up being people. <laughs> Your amens might die when I say this. This is how we end up being people who say amen at church, but nothing happens at home. Because we had no specific target for what we were saying amen to. The Lord is our, suffi our sufficiency is of God. If you're not doing anything, there is no sufficiency. His sufficiency is present, but you're not creating anything. Ask your neighbor, what are you creating? This year is a year to do something. Amen. This year is a year to do something. It might be make that phone call. It, but, but, but what we are saying is that in, as we partner with God for this new thing, our sufficiency is not of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of him. Can you make that declaration? Once you've got a picture of the new thing that you are looking to create, regardless of how big it is, in fact, the more we think about it, the more I know it's like saying, um, what do you want to buy? This is the first question. What do you want? If God shows up and says, I want you to go shopping now, what do you want to buy? Do you ever think about that? If Jesus actually showed up in person, and by the way, he is here in me speaking to you, but you know, you know what I mean. He says to the preacher, when you stand, declare, declare as the Lord was speaking through you. Yeah. Amen. He, 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 uh, and, but, but you know, if Jesus showed up now and said, what is it that you want this year? That you really want? Would you be able to say it? Because, because the next, what I'm about to talk about is he is really about to give you his credit card. No, God doesn't have a credit card. He's about to give you his debit card. Amen. Now, you can be rejoicing that, 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 that God gave you his debit card. But if you don't know what you're going to buy, we end up being Christians who are showing a credit card, a debit card. Lord, look at the debit card. Oh, God, thank you for a debit card. Boy, he is creating all things new. He gave you the, cre the, the card. Stop. He gave you the card because he wanted you to buy, purchase something. His sufficiency is towards us so that we can actively engage something this year. Are you with me so far? Say after me, the Lord's sufficiency... Or say, my sufficiency, my sufficiency is, of God. is of God. Now imagine, imagine that thing that you are looking to create. Imagine that, I dare you to think big. If you can do it already, that's not it. Imagine that thing that is too big, that you need the sufficiency of God. Now say after me, my sufficiency, my sufficiency is, of is of God. Amen. That word sufficient, uh, sufficient means ability. It's talking about your ability, your competency to do a thing. So in this partnership with God, we are not competent of our own. We are not able on our own. Our sufficiency is of God. Please help me say one more time. My sufficiency is of God. Every week I try to drive in a particular phrase so that you can meditate on that phrase. If there is a phrase I want you to meditate on this week, it is this. My sufficiency is of God. Amen? My sufficiency 
is of God. And, and so, so, so in, 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 in looking at this, what we often do when we read scriptures of this, like this, is that we just we spend more time reminding ourselves that we are not able of our, in our own or of ourselves to do it. Um, we, we spend our time reminding ourselves of our insufficiency, of our incompetence or our inability. But, but what I want to do today is to remind you that you are competent, you are able, you are sufficient for the new thing that is being created because your sufficiency is not of you. Your sufficiency is of the God who is in your midst. Amen. Hallelujah. That is the gospel right there. One more time, someone say, my sufficiency is of the Lord. In the book of Zechariah, Zerubbabel and Joshua and the people were standing on the brink of a new season. The old season of captivity was over. And here they were standing over the ruins of Jerusalem, the, the, the city that was, that was plundered and broken down. The walls were broken down. The, 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 the streets were deserted because it was all ruins. And God has raised up Joshua, the high priest. He has raised up Zerubbabel, who is a governor in that city at that time and this is now looking at the rebuilding of this and so Zerubbabel is start standing over the ruins of that ancient city wondering how will this be maybe thinking of you know if you are if you are honest enough you know sometimes some of the things that you have engaged as I've been asking you to do really as you travel during the week you will ask yourself what on earth am I doing trying this out anybody ever been there where you started something by faith. Amen. I remember one time I, 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 was, I was praying for people. <laughs> I tell you people too much. But anyway, I, I, I stood up one, one Sunday morning. I said, if, if, you know, because I heard the Lord say, someone, your, your right ear. If something is wrong with your ear, just give me a wave. I was expecting maybe one people, like seven people came out. Do you remember? I don't know. You might, you might not remember. About, it, it happened in the Hippodrome when we were in Hippodrome. About, about seven, seven, more than seven, and they all lined up. I'm thinking, what, what on earth are you doing? What are you going to do with all these people, you know? But do you know that day, every single one of them got healed. All of them received something. Amen. The point I'm making is that sometimes we, we step out, and then when you step out, you kind of wonder, how on earth did I get here? I know some of you don't do that, maybe because you're not doing anything. That's true. Is if, you're, if you've never thought that, then you've never stepped out. Because even as Peter, who stepped on the water, he starts to walk on water, and suddenly he's thinking, oh my days, I am walking on water. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 and, and, and that's what happens. I, I can imagine that Zerubbabel has been excited about coming out of Babylon and freedom, and now he stands, you know, uh, he stands over, over the city, and he is now the governor, and he's standing, and he's looking at the ruins of the city, and he's wondering, how on earth are we going to rebuild this? Have you ever seen a war-torn country? It looks so devastating, and God is declaring that he is rebuilding these walls, and Zerubbabel is wondering, how am I going to orchestrate this? To rebuild this city. Where are we going to get the money from? Where are we going to get the resources from? But the angel of the Lord, the prophet, shows up to him. And he says in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Cheeto. This is the word of the Lord to John. This is the word of the Lord to Jessica. This is the word of the Lord to Mary. Whoever is in here imagining how am I going to do this new thing. It is not going to be by your might 
or by your power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Why? His sufficiency, our sufficiency is of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our sufficiency is of God. As you contemplate starting that YouTube channel, our sufficiency is of God. As you contemplate launching out that ministry, our sufficiency is of God. As you're thinking about starting that business or expanding your business into that arena, your sufficiency is of God. Your sufficiency, not by power or by might, but our sufficiency is of God. I came to tell somebody he was contemplating of taking a leap of faith. Your sufficiency is of God. Some of you are believing God for so, something big. Maybe there's nothing you, you know to do, but you're still believing God that, that this will change. Your sufficiency is of God. Hallelujah. Take the pressure off yourself. Amen? In order to be effective Christians, we ought to be people of no reputation. Does that make sense? If you are going to be an effective believer, you, your, what you think has to be less important than the word. How you feel has to be less important than the word. Because it is, by his, it is not by your power or by your might, but it is by his spirit, says the Lord. In this partnership, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. We offer our minds to think like he thinks. He brings his sufficiency. Amen? He brings his sufficiency in our minds, and we'll, we'll unpack that as we go along. He brings his sufficiency to help us in our minds with the ideas. He brings his sufficiency to help us in the physical strength that we need to make it happen. One more time. Someone say, my sufficiency is of him. Now, this is important. Here is why I'm laboring this point, because when we, there, are, there, are, there is a tragedy that happens when we misjudge our competency level. So for whatever dream God has given you today, you are competent. Someone say, I am competent. Okay. Remind yourself all of these things. If you can, um, just a little advice. Some of these, these, these things I ask you to repeat. I encourage you just write it down and repeat them to yourself because these are confessions. The word of the Lord was not given for us to just read. The word of the Lord was given for us to speak. Do you understand that? If you're not sure what to pray, pray the word. Amen? Open the word of God and just read the word of God. So what we're doing is, is every time you read the word of God, don't just think, ooh, that was deep. No, speak it over yourself. Because that's what the word is given, us, is given to us to do. But what happens when we misjudge our sufficiency, because we could be standing over the ruins like Jerubbabel, standing over the ruins of Jerusalem, standing over that new business that God, that, that idea that has been uh, turning around in your heart and you're standing over that thing and, and, and what happens is that we start to judge our ability to, to accomplish it. And when we misjudge our sufficiency, number one, we devalue and dismiss vision. When you misjudge your, comp your competency, when you misjudge your ability, are you with me today? When you misjudge your ability, you, God will give you an idea, but you devalue it. Because when you check what you have in your account, 
when you check your educational background, when you check what your history is telling you, you don't have the capacity because you forgot or you did not remember that your competency, your ability, your sufficiency was not of your history, was not of your education, it was of him. Amen? And so in this partnership with God, we've got to be willing. We said, this, said that last week. We've got to be willing to see what God sees. But sometimes the reason we devalue what we see is because we don't think that we have the ability or the required competency to manifest what he is showing us. So God shows you a vision of a ministry he wants to birth. You get a glimpse of the marriage that you really want to have. You get a glimpse of the sector of business that you want to impact. You get a glimpse for the impact that you want to make in society. You follow that passion to, 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 uh, to, to make a difference in young people's lives. But, but, but then you start to think, I, I really don't have what it takes. So maybe I should just leave it for somebody else to do. Uh, or, or, or you listen to what's going on around you where you, you look at all of these things. You look at your history. You look at, you, you look at the fact that England has left, has left the way we act sometimes. We kind of act like we moved the island out of Europe and people walked away. And some of us are panicking like somebody got up on the, on, on the, on the 31st and just dug up England. And you're wondering, where are we going now? Amen. Leave that alone. But anyway, you see, let me tell you some, what I'm trying to say. A lot of what, we, what is happening is perception. It's all perception. England is still in Europe. On the continent, when you look at the fact, it's in Europe. Amen. The rest, all that stuff is perception. The idea that you're no longer sitting at a table, suddenly you imagine that you have left. You have not left. You're still in the place. I'm going to leave it alone. But let's not get into politics because Brexit, Amen. Leave it alone. T someone said, Pastor, leave Brexit alone. <laughs> okay, right, well, that's good advice. But, 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 but here's what I'm saying. It's all perception. So we look at all these situations, and these, these, when you look at that, it tells you you're too old. This one tells you you're too young. This one tells you, you know, <laughs> we told you we do stuff like that. This one tells you, you know, you know, sometimes you share your dreams with somebody, and they just smile. And you know the smile is not a night. It's a, it's a bless you. <laughs> It's a, it's a bless you kind of plan. Yeah, it's good to believe God for good things. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and all of these things are speaking, and what happens is, 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 is oftentimes we, we, we see all of these things and we, we park. We park. I remember getting born again, and the person who was uh, rededicating my life, the person who was responsive, I remember as soon, as, well, soon after I got rededicating my life, the word of knowledge started to come over my life that I was called to preach the gospel, that I was called to release. To, and I went back to this person and told them, this is what I heard today. And that God is speaking. They, 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 they smiled at me and said, calm down, Jesus. Sometimes pastors get excited. <laughs> because, because that's what happens. And what, what can often happen is uh, you look at somebody who has some credibility. They have credibility enough to cause me to rededicate my life. And suddenly I can start to lean on them a little bit more than I should. You lean on the fact that you're too white. You lean on the fact that you're too black. You lean on the fact that we've left Europe, so maybe that business will not work. We, you lean on all of these things, and we start to devalue the vision that God has given you, all because we have misjudged our sufficiency. Our sufficiency was not coming from being in the European Union. Our sufficiency was not coming from who was the prime minister. Our sufficiency was not coming from all 
all of these places. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but our trust is in the name of the Lord our God, our sufficiencies of him. And so we ought to be people who are still dreaming, but when we don't have that dream, it is because we have misjudged our sufficiency. When we misjudge our sufficiency, we adopt the wrong identity. We adopt the wrong identity. In Numbers chapter 13, the spies misjudged their ability and adopted the identity of a grasshopper. And so the children of Israel, so they returned to the children of Israel and they spread fear. They, they, they went over there and they came back and saying, they are so great. They saw the land flowing with milk and honey. They saw the grapes. These are the visions of what God wanted to do. But they misjudged their ability to take on the giants in the land because they forgot that their sufficiency was of God. They forgot. Amen. And so we, we, we adopt the wrong identity, and, and when you adopt the wrong identity, you, you, you spread a lie. You spread the lie that we have believed. Amen. Most people, most people who say you cannot do it, they're only saying it because, you know, not because you can't, but because they can't. Amen. You're, you're, you're a single mother. You should, you should calm down and look after your children, you know. It's because they couldn't do it. Amen. You're a stay-at-home mom. You shouldn't be thinking about business. Just, just look for how to make a new kind of soup for your child. No, Because they couldn't do it. Amen. That's what the spies did. They came back from the land, misjudged their potential, and spread the same lie throughout the whole camp. So now we have a whole camp of people who God has called to go into the promised land. But because the people who went first, the people who saw the vision misjudged their ability, and therefore they spread a lie. I wonder what lies you're spreading to your children. Amen. And this is huge, because many of the limitations that our children experience, we put it on them. You started to tell them you can't, we, we can't afford things like that. So I ask them, is that the cheapest one you can get? <laughs> Which, what shoes do you want? Is that, is that the cheapest? They looked on the, on, online and sent you a link. Is that the cheapest one? Find the cheapest. What are you doing? You're limiting. You are limiting their thinking. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't budget. I'm not saying you should go the other way. But I'm just saying, understand that whatever you are doing, you're setting boundaries. You, are, you will spread the, what you believe. Can I say amen? Listen, we're all, it's just the way it is. If you go to a restaurant and you like the food, you will tell somebody. Because you believe it's good. It's just how it works. If you believe something, you will tell somebody. Amen. And so we spread the lie. When we misjudge our competency, our ability, we spread the lie. But here is just a simple thing I'm, I came to tell you. Please understand that in this partnership with God, for that new thing that you are thinking about creating. Come on, are you thinking about something? Are you thinking about something? Come on, close your eyes. Think about it. Now say after me, my sufficiency to create this new thing is of God. Amen? It is of God. Isaiah 66 verse 9 says, Shall I bring to the, to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I cause, um, shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb? This is God speaking. In other words, he won't bring you to the place of giving birth to a new thing. 
use this one or am I okay, sir? All right, okay, okay. Uh, someone said, my sufficiency, my sufficiency is of oh. him. Come on, let's give it up for our sound team. They do an amazing job. We hear this all the time. You know, our, our sound team is that team where you, you don't even know they're there until there is a problem. But we are so grateful for you. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. And so our God is able. He supplies the ability. Whatever you are dealing with, our sufficiency is of him. I'm going to dig into this more. Whatever you are dreaming of, please know our sufficiency is of him. One more time, someone, someone say, my sufficiency is of him. God will not birth this idea in you. This is why I believe that we are called to great things, um, uh, Radiant City, because God will not lead us this far and then withdraw his ability. He will not lead us this far and then we, he will not preserve us and then withdraw his ability. He brings us to this place because he is looking to supply his ability. In the book of Luke chapter 1, the angel of the Lord appears to Mary, verse 31, and he says, and behold, the angel of the Lord starts to, starts to speak the word of the Lord, give Mary a vision. He says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom and of his kingdom will be no end. Now just, just forget that you know the story. Imagine this young teenager hearing somebody tell her that this is all. You're going to have a child. You've never been with a man. You're going to have a child. The child is going to be great. He will be called the son of the greatest. His kingdom will be forever. What are you talking about? And her mind is kind of boggled. And here is the question she asked. Then Mary said to the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I do not know a man. I don't understand. I, I, I thank you for what you're saying, Mr. Angel. But how is this going to happen? I have not done the deed before. And I'm not, amen. I have not, I don't know a man. <laughs> Ask your neighbor what that means. But, but are you with me so far? He says, I have not known a man. And, and, and she is wondering, how is this going to be? Some of us are wondering, how is this going to be? Because I've not, I've not been, I've never done this before. It's a new thing. But check what the Spirit of God says to her. And the angel answered to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. How am I going to start this business? I've never done it. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and his power will overshadow you. How am I going to start that charity and make this thing? Take it to the next level. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and his power will overshadow you. How am I going to do that? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and his power will overshadow you. Amen. Hallelujah, a virgin can give birth to a baby because the Holy Spirit came upon her, overshadowed her, where that which seems impossible, unlikely because of her background and her history and where she is in life became suddenly possible because the Holy Spirit came upon her, overshadowed her, and then made it possible. 
I declare over every dreamer in here today, everyone who has refused to give up on their dream, everyone who has refused to give up on the fact that God has ever spoken a word to you, if you are wondering how is God going to do this, allow me to be the angel this morning declaring over you that the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. He will give you power to perform that thing. There shall be a performance of the word that has been spoken over you. If you will hold on to what he has told you, if you will, like Mary, continue to see your child born, continue to see him ruling, continue to see him performing miracles, the Holy Ghost will come over you and give you the ability to do things that you were not educated to do, things that your history, your parents, your education did not give you. I'm looking, the Holy Spirit is going to make you a rule breaker. For all of these generations, your family has stuck to a particular, particular kind of rule where nobody goes beyond this point, but you are different because the Holy Ghost will come upon you. He will overshadow you. And suddenly you will do things that will marvel your parents and your parents' parents. Get ready to be a rule breaker. Get ready to be a rebel. Get ready to break out of the norm. Amen. Get ready. Say it get ready. Hebrews 13.5. Hebrews 13.5. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13.5. Let me just encourage you. Let me put that one. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said. Help me put that in the Amplified. Hallelujah. I feel like it is my duty to always read this scripture in the Amplified. <laughs> he says, um, he says be financially ethical. Being content with what you have. For he has said, I will never under any circumstance desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you. Um, could you, could you can, can we scroll up? Scroll up. It, it's, it's a bit, you know. Nor will I forsake you. Glory, 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 glory. You can tell I'm excited to read this to you. Nor will I forsake you. No, no. Nor will I forsake you. I don't have it in my notes. No. Nor will I forsake. Someone say he won't forsake me. Glory be to God. The computer is saying no. I can open this. We should go back to that old school preaching where, where there is someone in the, in the congregation. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Is that the Amplified? This is even going to confuse me more. Uh, <laughs> Hebrews 13 Hebrews 13, glory be to God. It's all good. Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. Why? For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not. I will not, I will not, I'm not just repeating, it's right there in the scripture. I will not, I will not, I will not leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down. This bit 
forget me nor relax my grip on you. I won't even, come on, let me show you what that means. Let me show you, come on, come on, let me, let me show you, come with me, sir. Wherever you are doing, whatever you are, I can't wait to unpack this next week. But he says, here is, not only am I with you, not only am I walk, whatever you are, not, not only am I walking with you, wherever you're going to work, I'm with you. You're going to that business meeting, I'm with you. I'm directing your steps. You're not by yourself. You don't need to worry about it. I'm not. I'm not going to leave you. I'm never going to be beside you. But then he says, here is what I want you to also know. I am, I am holding your hand. And I will never leave you. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. Death and everything is pulling you. But he says, I will not even relax my grip. I won't relax my grip on you. The Lord is holding you firmly. Thank you, sir. He is holding you firmly. He is not going to relax his grip on you as you take new ground. He is the God. He said in Isaiah 41, I'm the God who led Cyrus in a way that he had never known before. The Lord will lead you in a fresh way. And he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Your sufficiency is of him. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. Somebody give God praise because he is always with you. Give God praise because he will never leave you. Give God praise because new things are coming from you. I see companies being created. I see books being written. I see new things because the Lord is with you. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 6. This is, this is how we're leaving. So we take comfort and we are encouraged and we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? As you go about your duties, take courage. Take courage. Take courage. The Bible says, the righteous, and the Lord has been challenging me on this recently, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Why are the righteous bold as a lion? Because he is gripping my hand. Even though you can't see him, his invisible hand is gripping me. So wherever we go, we take comfort. We are encouraged by this because the Lord is my helper. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. I'm going to declare it again, a new thing. I declare a new thing. I said I declare a new thing. The old has come, the old has passed. I declare a new thing. I declare in this house we are bold enough to believe in the new thing. I declare a new thing. I'm speaking over you who has been believing for a long time, a new thing. That, Lord, you, that you, you will not stay stuck in the old, but that this season your eye will open and you will see the Lord work for you. Lord, as your people align their hearts with yours, we release angels on their behalf. Lord, we say angels in the name of Jesus. Turn this thing around. I am still speaking that this month, those who have been stuck in old things, this month, Pharaoh will let his people go. This month, regardless of if you have been stuck for 400 years, this is the day of salvation. 
This month, we are believing for a complete turnaround. Someone asked me, what if nothing happens? Meet me next month, because next month, we will still be believing in a God who is able to deliver. Amen. But my faith right now is that this month, there will be a turnaround, because the God we serve, he is our helper. He knows how to reach the hearts of kings. He knows how to speak up on your behalf. He knows how to turn things around. He knows how to soften hard hearts. He knows how to raise up people who will speak up for you. He knows how to find destiny gatekeepers. He knows how to open doors that no man can shut. He knows how to shut doors that no man can open. This is my God. This is my God. I see new things. I see wizards. You better attempt something this year. You better try something this year. His sufficiency is of us. Lord, we give you praise. Our sufficiency is in him, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for never leaving us, for always being here. Come on, give the Lord one more hand of praise. Come on, calm down. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Let's come before the Lord with our giving. Let's bring our tithe. Let's bring our offering. Let's act in faith. Let's give in faith. I'm in faith that this year, it might be more, but I'm believing God that we will help at least 50 of you start something this year. Amen. Something that you've always wanted to start. But my goal Just look, I will give you more information as we go along. I'm just putting all the, all, all the, all the you know, the, 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 the processes together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You set up a system of accountability, a system where you come, at, you come and say, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. And we'll just, we'll just talk about it, talk about ideas, talk about how to get it done. Amen. This year is a year of action. Amen. Make sure your, your actions are louder than your amens. It's good that you say amen at church, but you better make sure that your actions are louder than your amens. I am, for me, I'm making sure that I'm not preaching anything. I'm, I'm not preaching or I'm not receiving revelation just to preach. But I am acting out even more what I am saying. Amen. I think for you as well, especially when you hear the word, you make sure, commit yourself this week. What am I going to attempt seeing as God is doing? Let's come before, before God to give. Let's bring our, our gifts. You know, we said that one of the things that we have to do or learn is to be people who take instructions. In our partnership with God, we have to understand that instructions are the vehicle through which the anointing of wisdom is released. Amen? Wisdom is always embedded in instructions. When God instructs us to give, there is wisdom behind that. There is wisdom in that instruction. And your, your ability to create a new thing is very tied to how willing you are to take instructions. Amen? So in this moment that it's time to give, have you considered giving? That's an instruction. Give and it shall be given to you. Your gift will make room. There are so many scriptures in that, that talk about giving. Now, that applies to so much more than money, but it doesn't exclude money. Does that make sense? Um, the, the, the Bible talks about how the...